Friends, welcome back. Welcome to the Do Good Movement. Our purpose here is to make a positive impact in our society through real-life education. The movement comes into play when you guys share the content to help other people do good just like you. Today is going to be a business episode, so all of you guys that are leading a business today, leading a division in a business, want to go open up your own business, want to have a side hustle, whatever that might be, today what I'm going to talk about is going to help serve you in that way. And it's uh, if I would have been able to get this advice uh, over 10 years ago when I started my business, I think I would have a fleet of Learjets jets in, in my driveway with my own landing strip. So uh, I hope this serve you, serves you guys today. Uh, I've been uh, doing it in my business for uh, the last, shoot, only like four or five years now, which is kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is. And uh, the, the company's rocking and rolling in big ways. And so I want to talk to you guys about financial business decisions, and I'm going to talk about it different than probably how you've heard it um, in different ways. So in, in business, you have something called a profit and loss. And what a profit and loss does is it tracks all these different metrics um, from your income to what your cost of goods are to what your gross profit profit is to what your expenses are to what your net profit is. Well, you know, a lot of people, especially if you're a small business, you're probably really focused on your profit and loss at the end of the month when you need to be focused on your profit and loss a year prior. And I want to talk about that, and I call it forecasting the profit and loss. It's very easy to get into business, and you, when you get into business, you get exciting. There's great opportunity. You're making cool things happen, and you just start getting deeper in the weeds and deeper into the addiction and deeper in the process. And then next thing you know, years and years and years and years are going by, and you're still grinding and doing these things and not understanding why you're not making the money you wanted to make or you don't have this big business or you're dealing with these hardships, whatever it might be. I've been there, guys, and I've been there for many years because I was just a grinder, right? There's a couple of good things about you guys out there that are hustling, trying to build big things is you have something called grit, which 90% of people don't have. And with grit, you're going to be able to figure it out, right? But something you need to have with grit is being a lifetime student at the same time. You could be the go-getter, you could be hungry, and you could be knocking down walls. But you also got to be a learner, or else all you're going to be doing is running and running and running and running. And then one day you're going to be older and not wanting to work or can't work or whatever it might be, and um, and that's it. And you need an income. Well, if you have grit, and but you're also a, a lifetime learner, you're a student, you're wanting to learn things, you're able to put those two together. It's extremely powerful. And if you guys are listening to this podcast today, I am very confident that you have both. Um, you guys have got here through somebody, through my social media or whatever, and you could tell by how I talk and those things. Sometimes I'm aggressive. So you kind of got to be a gritty person to listen to what we talk about sometimes. And then you're also a lifetime learner. So you might think, ah, I wouldn't really call myself that. Well, you are, man. You're, you, you, you know, you've taken time out of your day today. And you're saying, I'm going to go spend time and listen to this do good movement uh, that I heard about. Right? You're curious to listening to it because you're curious to learn. You're curious what it's about. And that's a great trait to have. Whether if you like this, this podcast or not, never, never drop that skill set. Never... Never drop that behavior. Always have that molded into you. If it's not, if this is not the podcast for you, go find something else. But you got to continue to learn. Don't don't stop here if this dissatisfies you in any way. So you have grit, and you have a lifelong learner. So when you get into this business, you're out there moving and shaking and moving and shaking. But we need to start looking at 
all the stuff you're doing, what does that actually mean? You have goals, you want to make money, and you might be saying, well, to be able to make this money, I just need to call this many more customers, or I just need to do this. Uh, well, what you can do, guys, and, and what we do in our business now, it's called planning, and we do it you know, in a year in advance, sometimes a couple years in advance. And what we do is we look at where a profit and loss statement is right now, and it's broken down in every line item. So you have our, we have our income, and our income's broken down by all the different things that bring us income. So we're in artificial grass. So we measure all our different product lines. Um, all the different services and things we sell, we have it all measured on its own GL code. Then under income, you're going to have cost of goods sold. And so that cost ties into whatever those income lines are so I can understand what my gross profit is um, per line item, per things that I sell. And then you're going to have gross profit. So it's gross profit is basically you take income, you subtract your cost of goods sold, and that's going to be your gross profit. Now let's, dot, let's scroll down on this profit and loss statement. You're going to have your expenses. If you guys use a system like QuickBooks or any, any basic accounting system, it's very easy. It's all broken down there, and you have things as like, you know, meals, travel and entertainment, rent, marketing, payroll, benefits, uh, all, those, all those different things all the way down. And so, you know, your bookkeeper yourself, you're entering these things in as you, you spend it so you know where everything is. Well, what a lot of people don't do is they don't plan. And it's just like anything, guys. If you don't plan, if you don't plan what you need to take on vacation, you get in the car and you just start driving to vacation, you're going to get to vacation. It's probably going to be different than what you expected because you forgot your bathing suit or you forgot your nice outfit that you wanted to wear and you're going to be bummed out on the result. Business is the exact same way. So with business, the planning that you need to do, one of them is going to be your financial planning. That's what I talk about today. There's a lot of other planning you should do, and we'll talk about that in later shows. Um, But in your financial planning, you need to look at a couple things. You're going to be able to, you look at your income, you're going to want to plan your gross profit, you're going to want to plan your expenses. And this planning is going to save your guys' ass because you're going to be able to build the future to as close as you could believe it's going to be before you go do the work. So this is going to tell you, this is going to save all that time of doing the work, going through a whole year and not being happy. We're going to take a break right now in our business, and we're going to do that prior to this year even happening. So it's funny because you guys, um, you, when I, somebody walked me through this in, my, in the beginning when I first learned about it and when I you know, was going through business, I had my income. You can say, okay, what's your income? What's your gross profit? Here's your expenses. Uh, and here's your net profit. And sometimes that net profit was negative. I was losing money. And so they said, were you going to do anything different this year than what you talked to me about? And I said, no, this is, this is what I was going to do. And they said, cool, you're just going to lose all this money. Good thing we're having the conversation, right? And we're teaching this. So what you're going to go do is write out exactly how your business is going to operate, who you're going to hire, what that's going to cost, make sure to add your payroll costs, all those different things. Write out what your plans are, your growth plans, back into it with every expense. So if you're saying, hey, I want to grow my revenue by 30%, okay, let's just do something very conservative. So I want to grow my revenue by 30%. What's going to be added into my expenses? This, 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 and this, right? Okay, well, what does that do to my net profit? Did my net profit go up? Did it go down? Am I happy with that? Is there anything I missed there? And then you're going to also look at your gross, uh, your gross profit. So your two big things, revenue is always one. It's, you know, a lot of companies chase revenue, revenue, revenue. 
and then they have bad net profits because they're not managing their expenses the way uh, they're not managing expenses the way they should or their gross margin. They're making emotional decisions here. So they're all what I mean by emotional decision is you'll get in business sometimes and you'll make decisions on how you feel and the pain that you're going through on gosh, man, we're getting beat up here. I need to hire another person for this, or I need to hire another person for this to make sure my customers are happy and all these different things, or I need to give this person a deal so they don't leave my business. And you're making exceptions for everything that's going on, and it's changing your profit and loss. We're at the end of the month or end of the year, what, however you look at it, you could have made no money. And so I look at our profit and loss statement as our Bible. I look at our plan as our Bible. This is true. This is facts. We cannot break this. If we need another, if we do need to add headcount, well, if you need to add headcount, you need to take that, that, that money from somewhere else. You either need to drop your marketing spend down. You need to, uh, I'll get into different things, but if I'm trading in expenses to get more headcount, I'll look at things on my profit and loss statement on my expense side that I could drop to put that money into income so my net profit doesn't change versus making these changes on the fly and adding expenses that's just going to hurt you in the long run. So you're going to build out this plan and you're going to go through it. And this planning, guys, shouldn't be a day. It shouldn't even be a week. I mean, it should take a few months to complete, not spending every day in it, but you're just going to say, why this? Why this? How can I change this? How can I change this? How can I change this? And your expense line, you're going to be able to do the goal is be able to drop your expense line. And if you can move your gross margin up, great. A lot of times you can't really play with your gross margin. There's a couple ways to do it, but sometimes you can't, but your expense line, you could really, really play with and operate. A lot of those things when you're working with vendors, okay, how are we ordering, right? So let's say you had a 6% last year. We say you did a 6% net profit margin. And what that means is you take your, your net profit and you divided it by your sales income. And that's going to say your profit margin. You definitely want to be over a six, but that is healthy in some big businesses are all different. Uh, I'm not going to give you that advice today. You could go look that up. But let's say if you're at 6% last year and you're saying, hey, you know, and let's say that last year you made $100,000 and you say, this year I want to make $200,000. Well, let's talk about how do we get there, okay? How do I get from making $100,000 to $200,000? Well, I want to give you a couple options. Option number one, and it's always the clearest and people always go to this and you don't necessarily have to do it. You should add to it. I'm big on revenue, uh, but you don't have to be. Is you could say, okay, well, if I just double my revenue and keep my expenses are where they are, I should make another another $100,000. But you're going to say that's too aggressive because I don't have the capital to pay for uh, more employees. I don't have the capital to pay for that inventory. Um, I don't have the time. Whatever it might be, I just can't do that. So I believe, you know, with, with the expense line I have, if you're a conservative business, with the expense line that I have, I could get my sales up by 30%. Okay, by 30%, let's say you're working with a 30% margin, you know, that right there, uh, that drops another 10% to the bottom line. So you're at, you know, $110,000 you're going to make that year. So you can already see where we're going with this. We're making decisions right now before you go and do all this work. So you're going to say, okay, I could get my revenue up 30%. This is what my next year is going to look like. So when I talked about another podcast about goal setting and stuff, and you have to build actions behind the goal setting, exactly what we're doing right here. So you go through that. The next thing you're going to look at is you're going to look at your gross margin. Well, Here's my price list. If I look at my price list and if I sold things that for what I would wanted for them, my gross margin would actually be at 50%. But when I look at last year, my gross margin was only 30%. 
okay, well, there's a problem there. Why was, why? Well, it's because you did a lot of negotiation. Okay, let's keep going through this why game. Keep asking yourself questions. Well, why did I have to negotiate? Well, I had to get the deal. Okay, you had to get the deal. Do you, my question to you is, do you think your product is worth your price sheet? I think the answer is yes, because you came up with that price sheet. So if you built that on your price sheet, why are you discounting every sale and dropping your gross margin from, let's say, if it was 50% to 30%? It's because a customer's coming at you, they're asking for a deal. You either just fold over and give them a deal because they asked. Maybe you're emotionally tied to your business too much where you're nervous of losing the sale. Or maybe you just don't know how to provide the value. And I, I can guarantee there's value in your product because you would have never came up with that price sheet to begin with if you weren't able to justify it. You're able to justify it in your head. So you believe the value is in that price sheet, okay? Your customer is seeing something different. This is sales 101. You need to somehow grab the value that you have in your head on why your company is so much better, on why your product so much better, and make it easy in layman terms for your customer to understand on why they should spend that kind of money. And if you could connect that, you don't, for the future, now you don't need to drop your prices down. I had this problem back in the day with my retail business. We used to negotiate every single deal. I brought in the sales leader. The sales leader said, hey, we're not negotiating anymore. The price is the price. I said, dude, you're gonna, we're going to fucking lose our shit. He said, trust me, the price is a price. Cut, you know, refs are calling them back and forth, all this different stuff. And he, we, he's like, we just got to show our value. What, why? Don't, why? And the same exercise I'm walking you through and said this and this. Okay, then we went through training. Hey, we did not lose our sales. Our sales stay the same exact dollar and our margin just shot all the way back up and then boom we're profitable okay so that's the second thing is do not erode your gross margin you set out a price sheet if you want to do volume price sheets and different things like that go ahead and do it if you do a volume price sheet you should be able to not utilize some expenses to help make up for that margin or whatever you whatever you want to do there there's different thing ways to justify giving away margin i always like to look at it and this is not always but I try to look at if I'm going to give up gross margin, I should be saving on some expense somewhere to, to make that transition so I could keep my gross margin where it is. Sometimes it doesn't. There's a couple other things you could do to improve your gross margin. Before the year starts, whatever, negotiate with your vendors. If you're doing a lot of volume, whatever it might be, try to negotiate with your vendors. That happens great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I know we're in crazy times right now where, you know, you might be doing more in business. You're not, your prices are increasing. Uh, it's just weird times, okay? So that's another way because if you can negotiate your, mar your, your pricing by 10%, that's your cost of goods sold. 10%, that just adds directly, you know, on your cost of goods right to the bottom line. That could bring you shit another would say another ten thousand dollars right there that gets you 120 right so you negotiate their vendors 10 percent brings you 120,000 i just talked to you about putting keeping your 20 percent margin there so it's just say that's another ten thousand probably doing my math wrong but you're probably i don't know you probably got you to about 150,000 160,000 through those different things now then you're going to go through your expense line and it's very easy on this expense line to say, hey, if I do this revenue, I need to add this. I need to add people. I need to add these things. I need to add rent. Well, what if you can't? It's the first thing you need to ask yourself. What if I can't? What if I can't add these people? What if I can't grow my building? What if I can't do this marketing? How can I get there? 
a lot of people won't go through that exercise. A lot of people will just operate as what we're talking about today and end up at the end of the year and they're pissed off. Before you add anything into your expense line, you need to ask, is there a different way to do this? Is there a different way to keep my expense line the way it is without adding to it? Spend as much time as you need there. My answer is going to be yes. There are different ways to do it. There's technology out there for everything, right? So you guys might be doing everything manual, trying to manage all your systems, doing all this research, whatever, trying to build all these divisions out because you think that's the way to do it. There's different services out there. There's different technology out there. And you need to look at every line item to say, is there a better way to go ahead and do these things? Even to the point if you're doing travel and you're renting a car to go travel, do I need to rent a car when I get to the airport or could we just set everything up on an Uber? You're looking at labor and somebody might need to drop somebody off to one place to another. What my team does is we use Uber. We don't put two people in a car together to go drop somebody off somewhere. So you're going to look at those and everything. And your goal should be, even if your sales are raising, how do you drop your expenses with your raising sales? And don't be pessimistic. Be optimistic. What if we do this? What if we do this? And that's why I said this could turn into a three-month process and continue to beat it up. And so let's say you're able to drop your expenses by 20%. Now we're, shit, at $180,000 with only adding 30% revenue. So that's a process that I want you guys to go through before you you start building your business. You're obviously going to have to start working on your business and get in. Um, to understand the data, to understand some of these things. But as you start building it, you need to get out of the trenches and work on your business. Because if you don't work on your business, what's going to happen is your business is going to work you and you're never going to find the time to get your head out of it. And by doing this, you guys have just found, let's say, another $80,000 in money that I just walked through. With that $80,000 in money, and would say you could make now the same money as you did last year, at this point, you're a very small business. You're going to be able to find a, a general manager probably for that range to go now and work your business. And guess what? You don't even have a job. Your business is operating with somebody there because you've taken the extra time to forecast for your business. Now with that time, how do you add different things in your business to make it better? And that's what I said. Get out of the place of being in the trenches to work on your business. And you might be saying, Dylan, I don't even have time, man. I'm, I'm watching this video right now. It's one in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm driving to a business trip. I'm listening to this when I'm working out. Guys, there is time. There is always time. And what I want you to do is this is when I talk about being pessimistic and optimistic. Do not be pessimistic. It's going to ruin your business. It's going to ruin you. But if you just before you say, I don't have time, before you tell that to yourself, before that you tell that to a friend, a family member, I want you to go to your phone and go to your screen time. And look where your screen time is. Your screen time is going to tell you you have time. You're probably looking at something on your phone that took up 30 minutes of your day, an hour of your day, two hours a day that you did not have to do. It could have been you're on the phone with your buddy for 30 minutes or an hour, which you love your buddy, but you need to get out of your business. You need to be able to work on your business first, work in your business. So probably can't talk to your buddy as much as you want to talk to your buddy. You're probably on social media. You're probably looking at stuff to buy or shop for, right? So you need to look at that time that's getting spent elsewhere and trade it with time to go ahead and work on your business. So your time is there. Now, the the other piece of this, guys, is when I, I earlier was talking about the revenue, like growing 30% on you think you could do it and different things like that, everything needs to be backed up with data here. And what I mean is if you think you're going to grow your revenue by 30%, how? 
well, I think, you know, the market's just growing. Fuck that, man. That Don't take that from anybody on the market. We expect the market to grow there. If your business is growing just because of market demand, you don't have a business. That means your business, if market demand drops, you lose everything. That's not sustainable. You guys want to build something sustainable here. So when you're looking at your revenue, what are the drivers to build into your revenue? It might be this advertising. Okay, well, I'm doing this advertising. Now, can I do, can I, and do I have any money to invest back into my business to try some other advertising just in case this one failed? I need to test other avenues because there might be something better out there or I just need a backup. Then you're also going to want to look at the, you know, the other things in sales. You might have salespeople. Um, and those salespeople might be driving the revenue. So you're going to say, oh, I just need more salespeople. Okay, what are the salespeople doing? Do you need, back to the question game, do you need more salespeople or do we just need to work more efficiently? Are your salespeople actually focused on sales or are they focused on order taking? If they're focused on order taking, then hire somebody in admin to take the orders to free up half of their day. And then there you go. There's your salesperson for X dollars an hour, right? So you need to look at things that way. Again, before you add into that expense line. And then what are the salespeople doing? Look at the actions. Are there different actions that we can do here to be able to boost up the revenue? And actions is not just activities. Activities, appointments, all those different KPIs. Actions might be your customer base. Are we focused on the right customer base? Or are we focused on the wrong customer base that is too small of a business for, that too small of a customer or not a good enough margin customer? I get it. You want to make every deal, right? You're hungry, you're competitive, and different things like that. You're also in business to win. You're in business to make a profit. You're in business to whatever your original goals were. Don't forget that because you can easily get caught up in this no margin bullshit to, you know, puff your chest and say, hey, I'm the big guy here. Guess what? You lose in the end anyways. You waste your life working. Do not do that. So when you're going through um, you're going through this, you're looking at your activities, these different KPIs, um, you're looking at your customer base. Am I working with the right customer group here? And you might say, Hey, I think I could actually increase my revenue by 30% by, you know, work, moving these customers out and moving with these big, bigger customers, or, Hey, maybe these big customers aren't good for us because they're low margin. Maybe we just start working with these smaller customers. Right. And so you need to look at everything that you're doing and every decision that you're making and a lot of times, guys, you know, you're able to grow your business massively and make massive net profit improvements, make massive gross profit improvements, make massive income improvements by just looking at it and taking the time to plan. The one last piece I wanted to cover is go ahead and when I just walked you through building your forecasted financial sheet, you want to true that up every month. So look at what actual is versus what your forecasted financials were and make sure that all talks to each other. Make sure your revenue's hitting, make sure your gross margin's hitting, and make sure your expenses are hitting. You guys will get in some pain points through this process of, man, I do, I need more headcount, or I need this, or I need that. Think of that as you don't have the decision power to go ahead and do that. This is all you have. This is what, this is your budget. This is what somebody has given you. You got to go figure it out. And that's how these big companies work with all these different divisions and leaders in these divisions is, I'm sorry, buddy. I can't give you more money. This is planned. It's what we got to go do. You got to go do it. And every single time they find a way to go to hit plan, stop making excuses for yourself. Stop taking the easy road. Hold yourself accountable to what's set out. And you're going to be a lot more happier because you're going to have time at the end of the day. Your business is going to be thriving and successful. Now, 
Let's talk about the other sides. Are you going to lose some deals? Yes. You are, is your ego going to get pulled down a little bit? Yes. Um, all those things are going to be, it's, it's going to be different, okay? But remember, why are you in business? What's the game plan? Now, if your game plan is I want to be the biggest and baddest and build as much revenue to sell my business and do whatever it is, that, that is game plans in some business. Go ahead, run it. Go ahead and build a ton of it in your expenses, run low gross margin, build up your revenue, up everybody's prices later, cut your expenses later, do different things like that. That happens a lot in a lot of industries. Um, and, you know, you might be losing to customers, right? You might be losing to a competitor right now because you're trying to build a value-based business and do things the right way, right? Hold integrity through your industry and not do the margin erosion thing. And you might be competing with somebody who is just eroding margin, you know, selling things super cheap, trying to do that other strategy I was talking about. You guys, people are buying from you. People want a good product. People want a good service. Your expense line is greater and your gross margin is greater than the other competitors because you have a better service, because you have a better product, because you have a better value. You need to get that out to your customer to understand the story on why your price is different, why your service is going to be better, why your product's going to be better, why their, their life's going to be impacted in a positive way through this and they're not going to have to fight this on the back end. Because if you keep pulling out margin out of your business, if you keep dropping your gross margin, you keep building up your expenses and you keep working on this little net margin, what's going to end up happening there, guys, and I've seen this in many businesses, is you're not going to have enough money to pay for the growth. You're not, and what I mean by that is you're going to gain a ton of customers because you're the price person. But then you're going to be like, shit, I can't service these customers. I need to add more people. You get more people. You need more assets. You need more resources. Well, you don't have enough profit coming in to pay for your more inventory, to pay for your more resources, to pay for your more assets. And then what's going to end up having is you're going to have to cut those customers out, raise your pricing, and then rebuild your whole business. The only time that low margin business works, guys, is if you came into that business with a ton of money where you have that investment cost to do that. But if you're trying to start like from zero, like most of us, you have to, you have to find a way to build value, to have a good product, a good service, to do good business. Guys, all I'm trying to do here is save you years off of your life. Um, be proactive, think, plan, look it through, get out of making these emotional decisions, look at business as business and look at your personal life as your personal life. Even though you get passionate uh, and, and what you do, even though you get the money from what your business produces, you need to say, if you're going into business in, in the first place, guys, and you're going into business because you want to make quick money, don't go into business. Find, find some other different thing to do. If you want to go into business, you're going into business to make long-term wealth and to do it, the, to make, to do get long-term wealth, there's a road and there's a process to get there. You're going to try to go the fast road on this low margin customer thing and walk through exactly what I said. So either face the, the investment time now to get through it, or you're going to, you're going to face that later. And you could also hurt your reputation and brand if you, if you do that low cut, low margin, um, different things like that. So really whichever way you guys want to go do it, be sure to plan. You don't have to wait till the end of the year. You could do it this second. But know exactly what those months should look like before you get into them so you can make different decisions before you're just in your business and working every day. Hope that helped you guys. Do good.